Shalom, and welcome to Torah to the People, a podcast from Temple Israel in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm Rabbi Micah Greenstein. We hope you enjoy this selection of our sermons, classes, and conversations with inspiring people from across the Bluff City and around the world. My dear friends, earlier this year, Uh, when I met with members of our sister reform synagogue, Bethel from Great Neck, at the National Civil Rights Museum on their civil rights journey through the South. My hope was to get that group's leader and their remarkable rabbi, Tara Feldman, to come back home to TI Memphis. Tara told me about this new book, she and an amazing member of her, and Rabbi Mayer Feldman's Great Neck Congregation, Sharon Epstein, had just completed, copies of which will be available for them to inscribe for you after services. It hit me last Shabbat, after leading several of these high school students through New York with Temple's Carly Abramson, as we attended and prayed in three different synagogues, learned at Columbia University, the Museum of Jewish Heritage, What Hate Can Do exhibit, it hit me at our Temple Alumni Shabbat dinner in the heart of Manhattan, anticipating this moment right now, that while our high school seniors were born when Rabbi Tara and Rabbi Mayer were last on this bima, each of those temple alumni in their 20s, we were with all 16, including my own children, were touched by Feldman Torah, the rabbi's Feldman impacting the lives of those now flourishing Jewish adults who grew up in this sanctuary and ended up in New York City. In my 32 years here, 22 as senior rabbi, over a dozen rabbis and other clergy have passed through Memphis. Each has left her or his own unique mark. But few in my 32 years have entered the lives of temple family members in such deep, lasting and indelible ways as Tara and Mayor Feldman. In a recent clergy meeting, another truly outstanding Temple Israel rabbi named Jeff Dreyfus, here tonight, Rabbi Jeff was extolling Rabbi Tara's impact on his own life as a high school student. So how appropriate that this is global BBYO High School Shabbat. One of the big ideas in this week's Torah portion 
Vaishlach in Genesis, when Jacob becomes Israel, the namesake of the Jewish people, one of the big ideas is that while most people like Jacob get wounded in life somehow, even our wounds can become ways to grow. I learned that lesson myself from Rabbi Terah's soul, wisdom, compassion, and her deep Torah. How so? When my best friend died in 2006, my father, guess who comforted this rabbi? The one whom you are about to hear. What a treat that Rabbi Tara Feldman is back home in Memphis all the way from her new home in Jerusalem. What a delight. Tara is a treasure, full stop. It is a true honor to welcome back to this pulpit, this bima, where her sermons in a packed sanctuary on the high holy days used to move and break open all 1,500 hearts. Rabbi Tara Feldman. I miss this pulpit. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, she'achiyanu v'kiyamanu v'higiyanu l'azman hazeh. Wow. <laughs> it's a big moment. See your faces. You know, you at Temple Israel have a special kind of embrace, a way of making someone feel welcome and cared for that I am not sure I have encountered since we left here in 08. As we prepared for this special Shabbat, putting all the details in place, Sharon Epstein, my co-author, remarked to me, wow, these people at Temple Israel are amazing. Yeah, I said. Thank you, Rabbi Greenstein. And the whole team who made this possible all the yoga events that will follow this weekend. So just a little catching up, because that's what you have to do when you're back with family again. I'll give you a snapshot of what's happened in the years since we've seen each other. So three and a half years here, 04 to 08, after Memphis, we moved to Jerusalem for a year and a half. And after that, from Jerusalem to Great Neck, Long Island, Temple Beth El, where Mayor and I served as co-senior rabbis for the past 13 years. Very different from being co-associates. Heavier load. These 15 years since we departed Memphis have been ones of tremendous professional and personal growth, both for Mayor and I and for our children, Gavi and Adina. Journeys that have led us to the next perhaps most momentous leap of our lives, that of making Aliyah. As of the September 1st, our home is Jerusalem. And together, Mayor and I are working at a wonderful not-for-profit called Siach Shalom, Talking Peace. 
As for our children, or I should say young adults, who both received such incredible care at the ELC, just to be there, this, so many memories. Wow. Gabi's 20. He's just finished two years of national service. Adina, I went into labor at a staff meeting here. 17. <laughs> and is busy applying for pre-army uh, a gap year program called Mechina. And every Friday night we still use, she still uses the Kiddush cup that was given to her by sisterhood that says, Yalda Tova, good girl. And she is. So I can say now with the perspective that only time and a lot of life can provide that our years at Temple Israel left an indelible imprint upon my and my family's life path. And it's a blessing to be back, completion of a circle. So I'm here tonight, and I'll keep it brief, but to talk a little bit about Jewish yoga. I've been working on it for about a decade. It's been a chevruta, a collaborative venture. I was never a person who was so into yoga. I was more running and spinning, and I did a heck of a lot of laps in that JCC gorgeous uh, pool you have here. I had spilkes. Yoga seemed to take a little time, more than I had. But something in me intuited that yoga could be very good for me, maybe not only physically, but spiritually. So about over 10 years ago, I, I approached Sharon, a member of my Great Neck community and a certified yoga teacher. I said, do you want to try this? And so we have been very organically doing so many different types of Jewish yoga. Some of it's a Shabbat prayer practice that if you want, you can come and do tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Exploring every single Torah portion and looking at the themes and how we can bring them into the body Yoga in the sukkah, counting the Omer with the yoga. <laughs> and then the creation of a book into a Jewish holiday year with yoga. So the question I want to explore tonight is, why do embodied Jewish practice? I mean, what does embodied practice even really mean anyway? After all, Jewish life is quite rich on its own with an all-consuming kaleidoscope of living and doing. And in truth, isn't everything we do kind of embodied practice? I mean, we move through the world with our physical selves. But any ideas out there? I'm actually curious. You can shout them out. What are some things we do with our physical selves that express our Jewish identity? Nice and loud. Anything. We pray. We pray, stand up, sit down, bow, breathe, quiet, beautiful. Lulav, shake it. Say it. I can't. I can't understand it. Okay. When when we. Absolutely, absolutely. When we move in prayer, I thought you said kugel. Eat. Eat. We eat. Brit milah, mikvah, the options are endless. Sweating as we raise a Torah, trembling as we read it. It's all physical. 
Interestingly, as I asked myself the question in preparation for tonight, I realized that for me, living in Israel is a form of deeply embodied Jewish practice. And according to the early Zionist thinkers, we living in the diaspora, we had gotten too much into our heads. It was all so theoretical. Returning to the soil of Eretz Israel was then and is now in some sense a reclaiming of the body of Jewish life. It's in the music of Hebrew. It's in the silence of Shabbat. It's in the taste of the hummus. For me living in Israel, my Judaism becomes actualized, a deeply embodied practice. Not always comfortable, mind you. So we've come up with a lot, a lot of ideas about Jewish things we do that are physical. How we pray, how we kugel, <laughs> what we wear, where we live. But what is the goal of these practices? Far be it from me to try to reduce Jewish life to a single goal. But I believe that many of these practices are about becoming present in the moment. Enter Jewish yoga. Yoga is defined by practices of posture, breath, chant, meditation. Iyengar teaches that the Sanskrit word for yoga at its essence just means the focus of attention. And isn't that why we're here tonight? Isn't that what prayer is? Isn't that what Shabbat is? Just giving us that second to slow down, to be. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Kol hanshema tehallelujah. Let every soul let every breath praise God. Take a breath for me. Interwoven into all of Jewish life are endless invitations to become aware. You, you over there, your teens, you already taught us I'm grateful I woke up. Don't just dive in, pause. Wow, you get to eat. Kissing a mezuzah. Who do you want to be when you come home tonight, even if you've had a bad day? And who do you want to be as you exit out into the world? So if yoga means the focus of attention, then it's not so much about whether you can do a handstand or a backbend or tree pose. Rather, yoga is about entering into an awareness of the body, the breath, and to move from there into the soul. But if we already have that rich Jewish toolbox that we talked about, the praying, the eating or not eating, the standing up, the sitting down, all the mitzvot, if we have that, why not just go to the yoga studio and do the Jewish stuff. Why bring them together? I'll speak personally, true confessions. 
for me, sometimes the day in and day out of Jewish life, the stuff of Jewish living, it, it can get rote, automatic. Things that we do out of obligation or, God forbid, ego or habit or inertia. Less about the spiritual journey. Jewish yoga can provide a portal for presence, a clearing away of distraction, an opening to sacred awareness. Jewish yoga enables me to see it all with fresh eyes and to explore the Torah in my own physical experience. We are taught that we are created B'Tselem Elohim, that means in God's image. Yes, it's about our soul, but it's also about our body. And Judaism has always taught that we can access the soul not by repressing or ignoring, but by paying attention to the body, by elevating it, by making every physical act sacred. So I'm going to wind it down, but not without asking you to do a little exercise. Don't, I promise it won't be too weird. So let's just take a breath, take a breath. Maybe put your hands on your belly. And the chairs are a little slumpy. If you want to sit up a little, you can. But if you're comfortable leaning back, that's fine. Just take a breath. So we've arrived, as Rabbi Greenstein said, at Parashat Vaishlach. It was just last week that Jacob poured oil on the stone and when he did that, he called it, he gave it a name. What was that name? Beit El. Awesome. A house of God. Listen, I am moving around so much. I only just arrived in Israel. I'm in guest rooms and hotel rooms and planes. I'm in so many different bayits, so many different houses. But I'll tell you, I'm always in this Beit El this house of God, this body, fragile, getting a little older and sacred. And this week, Jacob is left with nothing but that. He's about to encounter his brother Esau. He's terrified. He sends everything away, his possessions, his family. He is all alone. And he has that wrestling match. Who with? Not entirely clear. Is it an angel? Is it his brother Esau's wrath? Is he just wrestling with himself? We don't know, but we know that's the human story. Because we're all wrestling with something. Facing some fear. Looking to move through something. We come to the yoga mat, we come to Shabbat and to prayer, and to each and every mitzvah to meet ourselves, as Jacob did that night, to encounter ourselves. Okay, so now we're going to do that thing I warned you about. If you're comfortable, even if you're sitting next to a teenage friend who might think you're a little kooky, close your eyes. Or if you don't want to do that, you can just avert your eyes, find, a, find your own space. 
Take a breath. Oh, that sounded good. Just as prayer is new every time we come to the Siddur, just as the Parsha, the Torah portion, is new every year when we roll around to it, every time when we check in with our Beit El, our Bait, our body, it's new. We're always beginners. So just check yourself out tonight. Feel yourself sitting in the chair and notice. Is there something uncomfortable you can adjust? And do a little scan, maybe starting at your feet, up through your legs, sitting there in the seat through your back, your shoulders, the crown of your head. And breathe again. And maybe just notice, is there anything that's a little tight? Offer that some breath and release if you can. We come to Jewish life not only to pay attention, but seeking blessing. And in Jacob's midnight wrestling match, there's a request for a bracha. Bless me, please. So in this quiet moment, with your eyes still closed, I ask, what is a blessing that you can offer yourself? Maybe it's a blessing of appreciation for something that happened this week. Maybe it's a blessing of acceptance. Or maybe there's a struggle you're encountering and you're thinking about that tonight. Take a breath and bless that too. When you're ready, you can flutter open your eyes. So Jacob emerges from his midnight wrestling match. He's not perfect. He's limping. He didn't do enough of those hip flexor stretches. Got yanked at the hip. He's hobbling. But he's supple. He approaches that brother to whom he was so arrogant, and he bows. Maybe it was downward dog. Seven times. And then he runs towards him, and he embraces him, and he hugs him, and they weep. And he looks at him, and he says, Ra'iti fanecha kirot penei Elohim. Looking at you is like looking right into God's punam. Now that's a change. So we come to our Jewish life to meet ourselves, to pay attention, and then to move from presence, as Jacob did, to transformation, so that we can live more connected to ourselves, to each other, more joyful, more free. A mentor of mine, Diane Bloomfield, my neighbor in Jerusalem, teaches, how do you know your yoga practice is working? if you're doing more mitzvahs? How do you know your prayer is working? Did you get everything, everything right? All the page numbers? No, if you're doing more mitzvahs. It's not about what we do in here. It's about what we do out there.
when we step off the mat and we step away from the prayer. So I will close with a prayer. Blessed are you, Adonai, for giving us infinite opportunities each day, each moment, even through the struggles, to meet ourselves where we are. Dear God, grant us the courage and creativity, the chutzpah and the humility to dive deep into Jewish tradition, to be creative as we are on this bima so beautifully, and to dive in to all the riches our tradition has to offer, for truly they are a wellspring of wisdom and awareness for healing and growth and change. Shabbat shalom.